Hello, readers of Every Word, and welcome to Every Word 365. I'm your host, Christina Munoz Madsen. Today we're reading 1 Timothy 4 through 6, the, the rest of 1 Timothy. Here's some more information from Got Questions. As for connections, an interesting link to the Old Testament in the book of 1 Timothy is Paul's citation of the basis for considering church elders to be worthy of double honor and deserving of respect when it comes to being accused of wrongdoing. Deuteronomy 24.15 and 25.4 and Leviticus 19.13 all speak of the necessity to pay a worker what he has earned and to do it in a timely manner. Part of the Mosaic Law demanded that two or three witnesses were necessary to bring an accusation against a man. The Jewish Christians in the church Timothy pastored would have been well aware of these Old Testament connections. As for the practical application of this book, Jesus Christ is presented by Paul as the mediator between God and man, the Savior to all who believe in him. He is Lord of the church, and Timothy serves him by pastoring his church. Thus, we find the main application of Paul's first letter to his son in the faith. Paul instructs Timothy on matters of church doctrine, church leadership, and church administration. We can use those same instructions in governing our local assembly today. Likewise, the work and ministry of a pastor, the qualifications for an elder, and the qualifications of a deacon are just as important and pertinent today as they were in Timothy's day. Paul's first letter to Timothy amounts to an instruction book on leading, administrating, and pastoring the local church. The instructions in this letter apply to any leader or prospective leader of Christ's church and are equally relevant today as they were in Paul's day. For those not called into leadership roles in their church, the book is still practical. Every follower must contend for the faith and avoid false teaching. Every follower must stand firm and persevere. Again, that's from gotquestions.org on the book of 1 Timothy. Very good trivia when people say who wrote 1 and 2 Timothy. A lot of people say Timothy. It is Paul's letter to Timothy. Um, so I think that's very good because he was helping to set up the church and that's why it's so informative on setting up the church, church leaders, and church administration as well. In 1 Timothy 4, 7, do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Just think about how much time is wasted talking about random things that have nothing to do with God. What if we all spent that time on training ourselves to be godly? I hear so many people say, I don't have time to read the Bible. I never have time. If we really look at what we're doing and talking about, maybe there is some quality time in there somewhere. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. 1 Timothy 4, 12. If you have kids, please share this verse with them. The church we attend used to call their kids group 412, and it was based on that verse because it doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are, to be honest. Um, anyone can have that true, authentic faith. 1 Timothy 5, 1, never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk to younger men as you would to your own brothers. Now, this might sound really silly, but in my younger years, I would struggle with road rage while driving. Not like yelling at others. I would just get so aggravated if other drivers didn't drive the speed I was driving or the way I was driving. Well, those of you in Arkansas may remember a sportscaster by the name of Paul Eels. He was the voice of the Razorbacks for years. 
I got to work with him at the TV station where I was a broadcaster, and as Paul got older, he would laugh about how slow he would drive. And one day it hit me that every slow driver I got angry at could have been Paul Eels. That completely changed how I viewed, viewed those other drivers and helped me settle down. Paul died in a car accident shortly after that revelation. And I share that because this verse reminds me of how important it is to be kind and respectful to the elderly. What a great lesson that was for me, and that's why I wanted to share that here. 1 Timothy 5, 8, But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. Ouch. I don't share this to shame anyone who has had a falling out with family members, but to commend those of you who are now caring for loved ones. It is not easy and often long-term, but you are showing what it means to live by faith and be a believer. So this is a little bit of a shout out to you. If you do feel a little condemned because you have a falling out with a family member, pray about it, pray about it, pray about it. It is not for me to call it anyone and it could be a legit situation. I'm just saying, go to the Bible and pray about it. In 1 Timothy 5.23, don't drink only water. You ought to drink a little wine for the sake of your stomach because you are sick so often. Ha! This verse makes me smile. Now, if alcoholism is an issue or even a sin tendency for you or a loved one, it may not be taken the same way, but it does put a smile on my face. But also keep in mind that the Bible does call drunkenness a sin, so be cognizant of the words a little. 1 Timothy 6, 9 through 10, but people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Ah, here is a verse that is so often taken out of context. How many of you have ever heard someone say, money is the root of all evil? That's not biblical. The love of money is the issue. It's just so interesting to me how phrases get passed on and, and heard of and spoken, and they're not always biblical. That's why it's so important to be in the Bible, reading the Bible, so you know what's actually in here. So once again, pat yourself on the back. So run from all these evil things, pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. That's 1 Timothy 6, 11 through 12. Such great final words. Yes, I get theatrical sometimes and I get excited sometimes because sometimes it just overwhelms me. The words are so good and so inspiring and I just hope reading them, by you reading them and seeing them come to life, you have that same kind of takeaway. So that's it for 1 Timothy. And so I'm including the Bible Projects overview video. Again, a good resource to look back over everything you've read and they do it very creatively. That being said, tomorrow is 2 Timothy. Happy reading. <music>